Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car. Today we want to talk about the implications of uh, uh, unchecked homosexuality when when the clergy does not denounce it, starting from the Pope all the way down thunderously, there are repercussions. And I say that because right now we have a, a cleric, Father James Martin, who basically has free reign all over the Catholic Church, and he's doing damage. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, sowing confusion. He's not sowing the word of God. He's sowing confusion. Which reminds me of, uh, of the words of today's gospel today at Holy Mass. Our Lord Jesus Christ warns us about people like that. He says, the weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the harvesters are angels. Uh, he says, just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire. So it will be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels and they will collect all out and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin. There it is. <laughs> Jesus will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom. What's his kingdom? The church here on earth. All who cause others to sin and all evildoers and throw them into the fiery furnace. Today's gospel really reminds me of what Father James Martin is doing, Paul. And that's what we want to talk about today. Uh, as Catholics... We're called to speak the truth to power and we're called to live without fear and trust in Jesus and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Um, Jess and James Martin, you know, um, he's just a pawn really in the whole thing, because even though he may be a major player and a major agitator, um, he is not a high ranking prelate. So the real blame has to go to those people who allow him to run around oh, the yeah. church Ab unchecked. Absolutely. Without a doubt. But uh, I just want to spotlight him because uh, he's the one that all these high ranking prelates are using. Yeah. Uh, and so Catholic vote wrote, a, wrote an incredible dossier on him. Uh, it says outreach is an LGBT pressure group operating under the name Catholic. It opened its doors to much fanfare amid the secular and leftist Catholic press in 2022. So Catholics, be alert. There's a, there's, an out, there's a group called Outreach out there, which is basically a Trojan horse. Hmm. In its first months of operation, the group has focused exclusively on tearing down the church's resistance to the pride and trans agendas. And, uh, the, and the story is uh, as follows. America Media in 2022, launched Outreach, an LGBT Catholic ministry personally founded, there it is, by Father James Martin, Jesuit. The organization has weighed in on a number of debates during its first year, often criticizing U.S. bishops and other Catholic leaders for their opposition to the LGBT movement. Outreach itself, meanwhile, has yet to face much scrutiny from a Catholic perspective. And so we're going to take a close look at this controversial organization. Here's what I found what's interesting. When you have an Orthodox uh, prelate, let's just say somebody like Father James Altman or Father Karapi of late, when they criticize a bishop, if you're Orthodox, you get canceled. 
But if you're a lefty Catholic priest, a modernist woke Catholic priest, and if you if you or um, if you uh, criticize uh, an Orthodox bishop like uh, Father James Martin criticizes uh, Bishop Strickland any chance he gets, nothing happens to you. It's uh, there's a there's a double standard not only in society, in 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 the justice system. There's also a double standard in the church right now, Paul. Yes, absolutely, Jess. And it, <laughs> um, again, um, it just takes the onus back to um, you know the how how a priest can uh, criticize a bishop and 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 face no repercussions, and yet you know. Uh, and by the way, Jess, where's the U.S. bishops on all of this? You know, how do they allow this to go on? These are the the bigger questions that this all points to. Um, again, um, yeah, James Martin, he's going to um, uh, you know suffer. Uh, for the things that he is doing and the damage that he's causing to the church, but how much more these bishops who have been entrusted, uh, you know, and who really uh, wield all the authority. Oh yeah. Well, uh, when you read the writings of the church fathers or the, or the doctors of the church, uh, yeah. And they talk about the fact that that hell uh, is full with miters and skullcaps. Why? Because the power that the, that a bishop wields is like an army general. It's it's incredible power. So James chapter 3 verse 1, that's why the Bible says, uh, you know, don't many of you seek out to be teachers because the teachers, that is the bishops, they will be judged to a higher standard. And so mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm just a low little lay Catholic here with my little microphone with my family, my kids and grandkids. Uh, I'm glad my, my church is very, very small. The article yeah. says, uh, the article says, in the first year, outreach has carved out a space for itself as an LGBTQ pressure group in the Catholic Church. Uh, outreach is hardly distinguishable from its secular counterparts, except by its exclusive focus on opposing the Catholic Church's resistance to the LGBTQ movement's aims. While a growing number of bishops and dioceses express opposition to the Los Angeles Dodgers' decision to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence... Outreach published a piece sympathizing with the anti-Catholic drag group. Some members of the group used lewd and crude comedy in their performances as their Catholic detractors have highlighted this week. But the group also raises money for charitable causes and seeks to bring visibility to a community often under siege. Uh, as Catholic Vote has reported, the group's performances, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, have included... Or, or what I call the sissies of perpetual indulgence because they're men. It's included pole dancing on a cross, suggesting, suggestively touching a scantily clad man meant to represent Jesus during his passion, and filling chalices with yogurt to simulate ingesting semen in a mock mass. As for their charitable works, the sissies of perpetual indulgence donate money to an alley hospital that subjects minors to puberty blockers and transgender surgeries. Uh, O'Laughlin's report for outreach was sparing in detail, however, a Catholic sister of the Holy Names and a Dodgers fan in California says she finds kindred spirits in the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, both as fellow activists and in their commitment to acts of social justice. So there's another sister that just gone modernist. O'Laughlin mm -hmm. wrote, we used to refer to them as the corporal works of mercy. Uh, uh, they, they visit the sick, they feed the hungry, clothe the naked. So that's good. Paul, you want to pick it up from there? Yeah. 
Um, this yeah, this God is yeah, trans. God it says God is trans. Yeah, God is trans. Oh yeah. my goodness, blasphemy. Uh, blasphemy. This June, Jace, Jason Steedlejack published an article for outreach defending a piece of artwork entitled "God is Trans," being displayed inside a liberal parish in New York. The artwork is by Ada Anachakwa, a senior at Fordham University, who, according to their public uh, profile, uh, LinkedIn profile, uses they, them pronouns and works as an intern for GLAAD, that's uh, G-L-A-A-D, it's an acronym, and an LGBT advocacy group. Steedlejack explained, Another of Anna Jack was artworks proclaimed, there is no devil, only past selves. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this stuff is not Catholic at all. And it's a shame that this can be done in the context of a Catholic university, Jess. Yeah, because Fordham, Fordham was once a great Catholic university decades yep. ago. Yep, yep, decades yep. ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anachak uh, was transgender affirming artistic intervention could not have come at a more fitting time. Steedlejack argued today as state legislators and diocesan offices across the U.S. race to silence trans pe people. It is imperative for all people of all genders to amplify trans voices. That The last mm. sentence was a lie. Nobody's trying to. No, nope. Well, I know that I know that patriotic, conservative, faith-filled people, Americans, they're not trying to silence trans people. I, I I don't know anybody who's trying to silence them. We just disagree with what they say. We believe in free speech. They have free speech. We have free speech. I don't know anybody that's trying to silence them. Uh, um, God's going to silence them at Judgment Day. Uh, but uh, uh, here in America, based on the Constitution, I don't know anybody who's trying to do that. Yeah, but what we what we're trying to do is prevent them from uh you know uh, see their goal jess and their mission is essentially to uh it's funny how how you know we got our prelates that are saying hey you know we don't have to uh, uh, uh bring people into the catholic church we don't have to convert people but that's exactly what they're trying to do they're trying to convert Yes. And infiltrate society so that society reflects their values. So they're literally trying to change uh, our societal norms. And so what so so on the on the flip side, they say, oh, you know, we're trying to silence their voices. No, we're not. We're not trying to silence their voices, but we're trying to prevent them from essentially um you know, uh, trying to transform our society and societal norms. The trans community seems to be more missionary minded than the Catholic bishops at this point. And then the yeah. Here. yeah. Can you can you believe that? There's you know, so so they, they, yeah, they, yeah, so, so zeal for their father's house consumes them. Yeah, yeah, listen, and, and what do they say? The only thing for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's so right. Here we have we yeah. yeah, we have the truth of the of the Catholic faith. Uh, you know, and, and and you got the men who are leading it saying, oh, "Hold the thought, okay. hold your thought." We'll be right back. Jesus nine one one. Hold your thought. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus nine one one. If this call is not an emergency, 
Dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, the saint of today, Saint Alphonsus of Liguori, pray for us. He's a doctor of the church. He's a moral theologian. Saint Alphonsus of Liguori, he was born to a noble and devout family. He received his degrees in civil and canon law at the age of 16. After seven years of outstanding success in the courtroom as a lawyer, he lost a case after a simple mistake, so he was driven to prayer, and he heard the Lord's voice say, leave the world and give yourself to me. So Alphonsus Liguori went into the seminary, was ordained, and then embarked on a ministry of preaching among the marginalized of Naples, Italy. In 1732, he founded the Congregation of the Most Holy Redeemer to preach missions. His keen legal mind and finely tuned pastoral sensibilities made him a sought-after confessor and beloved bishop. St. Alphonsus died in 1787 and was named a doctor of the church in 1871. St. Alphonsus of Liguori, pray for us. And today's gospel at Mass really talks about what Father James Martin is doing. It re- he really does. Our, our Lord says in today's gospel, he says, the weeds are the children of the evil one. He says, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. He says, he who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the, the, weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. Father James Martin is sowing weeds in the kingdom of heaven. And so, objectively speaking, when you look at the fruits of what he's doing, it's pretty simple to tell what team Father James Martin is in. The article says, Outreach has published numerous articles advocating for the most controversial tenets of the LGBTQ movement. Nearly every such essay names particular bishops or criticizes the USCCB, often for their directives against LGBTQ ideology being taught in diocesan Catholic educational settings on the so-called trans day of visibility in april outreach which is again it's this is Mar, uh, dr father martin's uh organization promoted a statement rejecting the bishop's efforts against the lgbtq movement in schools as well as bishop-backed legislation to protect children from sexual surgical interventions and in another example in america magazine Associate editor, Father Jim McDermott, which is a, it's a liberal magazine run by the Jesuits. He contributed a piece entitled A Case for Choosing Your Own Pronouns. And in recent months, a number of Catholic bishops in the U.S. have spoken out against the transgender and non-binary people's decisions to alter their pronouns, names, and bodies. Uh, Father McDermott began, quote, Some have insisted, have even insisted that Catholic schools must continue to use the birth pronoun and names of a transgender and non-binary students in their schools, despite the pain that non-binary and transgender people have expressed over this practice. Father McDermott quoted a number of Catholic academics on the topic. He says, quote, it's their truth, though, said Father James Keenan, Boston College, quote, that's what we're talking about, their truth. How does a bishop have more capable, have, have more capability of, of grasping other people's truths than they themselves do? There's something deeply disturbing about claiming you understand a person's truth better than you do, close quote. Again, there's another classic example of, of this of this backwards thinking, Paul. You got these uh, Catholic priests and even a bishop that's saying about the transgenders that they have their truth. No, people mm. don't have their truth. There's only one truth that's absolute. 
you can tell that these, some of these clergy in the church, in our church already, they have bought into complete moral relativism where truth is, is, is subjective to the person's worldview, to the person's opinion. No, father or bishop, the truth is objective. It comes from God and it's black and white and it's known through natural law as well. Yeah, well said. <laughs> well said, Jess. Listen, I know the, tr the truth to be a person. Sacred scripture tells us that uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth. Okay. And therefore, since Jesus is the embodiment of truth uh, and he is immutable, that is to say, he does not change. He cannot change. With him, there's no shifting, nor shadow of change. Uh, he is the same to yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, this is why they are just simply completely wrong. That's the only way I can put it. And, and if the truth offends them, they need to be offended. Offended, You know, Jess, you know that uh, true liberalism, uh, you know, uh, uh, the liberalism that they want, they don't want to be... Uh, free under God and enjoy what God has, you know, God has designed us for a purpose. And so therefore God's commandments and his laws help us to that end, you know, uh, where, so, but when we, when we basically despise God, we despise his commandments and don't forget sacred scripture tells us, uh, you know, we know that, you know, when his commandments are not burdensome for us, that's how we know, you know, that we, you know, we're doing the will of the Lord. We love his commandments. Well, they don't love his commandments. They want to reject God's commandments because for them, his commandments are restrictive and they are burdensome. And so they want to pull away from God and they want to be, be able to be, uh, find their own truth apart from God. And this is exactly where the world is heading. It's just pulling and pulling and pulling more away from God until God is eventually going to judge the world for its wickedness. And I'll tell you, when I hear bishops and priests talking like this, the, mm -hmm. the what what comes to my mind, I, I, I there's a couple of verses that comes to my mind. James chapter three, verse one. Mm -hmm. Quote, let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, hmm. for you know that we, you know, you know, that we who teach shall be judged with greater strictness. And that's, that's really of, of the bishop that he's the highest teacher of the diocese. It also reminds me of uh, Matthew chapter seven fifteen: beware of false prophets, which come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. When I hear father James Martin and some of these le leftist woke bishops, I also think about Matthew 18, 6, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone, that's an 100-pound rock, fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Uh, yeah, in today's gospel at, at Holy Mass, uh, it was in Matthew chapter 13. Here's one phrase, one verse. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom, that's the Catholic Church here on earth, all who cause others to sin and all other evildoers. Any priest or bishop that's promoting the LGBT agenda, you're causing other people to sin. And Jesus said this morning that he will send angels to take those people who cause other people to sin and throw them into a fiery furnace. 
I say this not as your judge, bishops or priests. I say this as your subordinate, as your brother in Christ, and as your son, the faithful son of the church. I don't say this haughtily. I say this, I am concerned for your souls as I read this article. Amen. Amen, Jason. Uh, what I was quoting earlier was First John chapter 5, starting in verse 1. If you love me, obey my commandments, and my commandments are not burdensome, Jesus said. You know, uh, listen. When we talk about this issue about trans and everything else, essentially what they're saying is, well, God made a mistake. God, you know, in his uh, providence chose me to be a biological male, but uh, I choose something different. See, it's it's a will. It's operating your will directly opposed to God's will and God's providence and God's providential will when he says, you know, uh, uh, you know, I like the scientists that say, Jess, listen, DNA doesn't lie. You either have an, uh, you know, an X and a Y, or you have a double Y, but you don't have, uh, you know, uh, that, that determines what you are. Uh, God is the one who designed human DNA. God is the one who designed us. That's right. And, yeah. uh, and there's a Nobel Prize winning scientist. I'm going to quote you from Sweden. Uh, this this Nobel Prize winning scientist dismantles transgenderism as unscientific and at odds with fundamental biology. This yeah. uh, her name is uh, it's uh, Dr. Christine Volhard. She's a German biologist and Nobel Prize winner. She's said the following. She's, she says that the basic biological principles regarding sexuality disprove transgenderism. All mammals, yeah. which humans are mammals, have two sexes and man yeah. is a mammal. Yeah. She said, she, yeah. Dr. Volhard, Nobel Prize laureate in physiology and medicine and embryonic development, says, quote, like you just said, Paul, there's one sex that produces the eggs, has two chromosomes. That's called female. There's another one that makes a sperm, has an XY chromosome. Double X. Chromosome. Yeah. That's, that's Double called, X is the female. Yeah. That's, that's, that's called male. Uh, yes. And he says, ask whether people can change their gender. Uh, Dr. Volhard, the Nobel laureate, said unequivocally, that's nonsense. It's wishful thinking. There are people who want to change their gender, but they cannot do it. People retain their gender for the rest of their life. And even the Catechism of the Catholic Church talks about this whole transgenderism and these mutilations. This is Frankenstein science. The sin of mutilation is condemned in the paragraph 2297 of the Catechism. It says the following, except when performed for strictly therapeutic medical reasons, directly intended amputations and mutilations and sterilizations performed on innocent persons are against the moral natural law. Close quote. Yeah, this is all Frankenstein science, Paul, and we need doctors. Yeah. We need more doctors to speak out fearlessly against these transgender line liberal woke doctors who are committing child abuse against children. Well, you know, Jess, it just goes to show you that the devil truly is, uh, you know, um, at work in this world and he's pushing this agenda. Uh, as I was telling you earlier when we talked about it, this movement has more in common with the worship of Baphomet than it does with uh, worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, worshiping the Father, 
uh, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Baphomet is this trans. Uh, well, you know more about it than me, Jess. Yeah, well, just take a look at a picture of it. Is he's got yeah. he's got a goat's head, which that's a yeah. depiction of Satan. He's got breast, that's a female, and then he's got male parts. Okay, so Baphomet is a transgender demon, which goes to show you that the transgender movement is diabolical. Oh, even... you just you just gave me a vision here. You know how the church is the mystical body of Christ, and then Christ is the head. Well, you see Satan as the head of, of this, the transgender uh, movement. Yes, yes. Satan is the head because that's that's their official like that that's their mascot. That's the one that they use. And Paul, here's something interesting since you and me love scripture so much. In Deuteronomy 22:5 it says a woman must not wear men's clothing nor a man wear wear women's clothing. Uh for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. So you read this and you say, so what what's up with Moses? Why is he why is he ag- why is he against cross dressing? What's the big deal, Moses? <laughs> I'll tell you on the next segment why Moses was against cross-dressing. I think you'll find this very interesting. Jesus 911, stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Uh, I left you with a little teaser. Moses wrote in the book of Deuteronomy, the Deuter- Deuteronomy is called the second canon, the second law. He writes to the Israelites, a woman must not wear men's clothing or a man wear women's clothing for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. So you're wondering, why has Moses got a problem with cross-dressing? What's going on with that? Well, here's what happened. When the Israelites were, were captive, when they were slaves to Egypt under the Pharaoh for 430 years, the Egyptians had many false gods, many demon gods. One of the demon gods of Egypt was called Shauska. Shauska was a transgender demon. And so the Egyptians, to honor and worship Shauska, they would cross-dress. The Egyptians would wear women's clothes. The women would wear men's clothes. And so the Israelites, who were slaves, you know, they kind of wanted to be, uh, you know, liked and, and not persecuted and maybe get some more rations on their meal. So they started copying the Egyptians, and they started cross-dressing so that they can honor Shauska. Well, when they were liberated, and now they're going to the promised land, Moses wrote Deuteronomy to remind them, don't do what you guys were doing over in Egypt, okay? Because cross-dressing honors that demon deity of the Egyptians. And so this whole transgender thing, it goes way back, Paul. There's a lot of history behind this. But going yeah. back to yeah, going back to the article here, Father McDermott quoted a number of Catholic academics on the topic. He says it's their truth, though. And there it goes. Here, I don't know how many degrees Father McDermott has, but it goes to show you you can have all kinds of degrees and still be ignorant. It, mm. You you lack wisdom because wisdom, the the fear of the Lord is is the beginning of wisdom, not yes. a college degree. 
And many of these yes. people, these liberals have many alphabets after their name, but they have no wisdom. Because they're not yeah, well, asking they have... God like Solomon. Solomon asked for wisdom so I can know what's right and wrong. Right. They have no wisdom. They have a bunch right. of college degrees. Yeah, we ha they have the wisdom of the world, yes, which is different than the wisdom of God. Well, uh, James calls that devilish wisdom. The book of James, yes. he says the world worldly wisdom, he calls it devilish wisdom. Well, there you have it. So it says, yeah. Father Keenan added, these bishops, are they physicians? If you take away a person's way of declaring their self-understanding, <laughs> where is there room for any dialogue? You said, I'm not going to talk to you on your terms. Who does that? Even in mental health places, I don't think they do that. Again, this is the infiltration. The, uh, Father Keenan, Father James Martin, some of these bishops that he's quoting here in this article, you know, that you're supposed to allow Catholics to use pronouns in Catholic schools. and in, yeah, All this, Paul, is simply the Trojan horse in the city of God. Yes, yes, yes. It uh, again, it's 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 a sad state of affairs that we're in right now. Uh, especially when you have prelates within the church, uh, uh, and and I say that within the church, meaning at least outwardly that they're within the church, but by their actions, they have basically. Uh, 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 They've excommunicated themselves. There's, there's, thank yeah, there's, you. yeah. In the code of canon law, if if especially a bishop or a priest, if you obstinately and even lay people, if you obstinately resist and reject and deny perennial teachings of the Catholic Church, yeah. and if you utterly deny them, you are ipso facto by that very fact, by your obstinate refusal to intellectually assent to the teachings of the church, you're automatically excommunicated. Paul, many people. Lay people, people with collars, people with miters, on their particular judgment, they're going to, Jesus is going to remind them, he's going to tell them, oh, by the way, you had excommunicated yourself uh, 30 years ago. Depart mm -hmm. from me, you evildoer. But, but Lord, Lord, uh, I was a bishop, I was a priest, I was a pastor, uh, I, was to, uh, I used to teach RCIA. You excommunicated yeah. yourself 30 years ago. Depart from me, you evildoer. This is what many right. people will hear, Paul. Yeah, yeah. And, and a total misunderstanding of the gospel, Jess, when, when, when you have that nun we talked about earlier who, who was given accolades to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence uh, saying, oh, but they do corporal works of mercy. Let me tell you something, uh, you know. If you are in outward, uh, you know, if you are an offense, offensive to God, I mean, and literally their actions are, uh, they offend God. And then you turn around and you do what you call some type of corporal work of mercy. That's no different than the Freemasons groups that want to have like the Shriners hospitals and all of these things. The, uh, you know, Freemasonry is in opposition to God. So no matter how much good you think you're doing, you know, you're doing good to mankind in a sense, in the sense of you're, 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 you're uh, trying to build up the first Adam, sinful Adam, Adam who says, I want to be independent from you, God, I want to do it my way. That's the, those, those works are nothing. 
they are there in fact those works are offensive to god and how you can sit there and claim to be a nun in the catholic church and say oh they're doing good works uh no they're not they're doing evil that's right uh, because i'll tell you one thing uh when you're in a mortal sin there's no merit to your works and no merit yep. in your prayer no merit zero yeah uh so uh <clears throat> i want to go to the end of the, this is a long article it's worth reading uh all the all you listeners it's a long article it's worth reading we definitely won't get to all of it i want to go mm -hmm. to the very bottom of this article where it says will these bishops distance themselves from outreach i want to go right to the bottom of the article today children children are taught in school that everyone can choose his or own, his or her sex pope francis lamented during a trip to poland in 2016 why are they teaching this because the books are provided by the people and institutions that give you money. These forms of ideological colonization are also supported by influential countries, and this is terrible. Now, I'm going to say, early on, Pope Francis was speaking about against the LGBTQ ideology years ago. Um, but there's a, there's a disconnect here. He's, he doesn't say much about it today. There's very so was Barack Obama, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Remember Barack Obama early on? Remember he would talk about... You, you black men, you need to be fathers to your children. Don't yeah. let the kids raise them. We need strong yeah. black men in home. Yeah, a marriage should be between a man and a woman. Yeah, that, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, after a couple of years, Paul, uh, that all went away by the wayside. I guess yep. you know his uh, his uh, his crew told him, "Hey, hey, boss, you can't be talking like that," because Pope Francis, uh, he had strong feelings before, but he doesn't say much anymore. The article says. The Pope's strong feelings on the on the subject of LGBTQ ideology in the past, she has expi explicitly denounced on many occasions as gender ideology, would seem to be in sharp conflict with the work of outreach. Well, my question is, if the Pope still maintains that position, which I hope he does, he should denounce Father James Martin immediately. Because what the Pope said in 2016 and what Father James Martin is doing right now is diametrically opposed. So yeah, let me you, let me let me let me just interject, Jess. I agree, but here's the deal. Well, well, continue, continue. But I, I just know that some people hold a position, uh, you know, uh, in in a disingenuous way. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, in other words, uh, it's it's called speaking both out of both sides of your mouth. Yes. yes. Okay, I get it. No, no. Well, that makes sense because he says yeah. something. But then there's 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 no he's not coming down on Father James Martin like he should like an 800 pound gorilla would right yeah yeah and he and not only does he have the authority but he has the duty to do it and he doesn't that's called dereliction of duty yeah yep yeah, well and uh, I don't see anybody uh, from the Vatican visiting Father James Martin and giving him you know dressing him down like they did to Bishop Strickland yeah yeah so what the about the scripture that says if a brother among you be in sin go to him. And then if he doesn't listen to you, you take two more, right? And then, you know, how much more? And then eventually you take it to the church. Well, they're the church, and the church is doing nothing. Well, I'll tell you also something, Paul. Since Father James Martin is a subordinate to the Pope, the church teaches, and it's, it's in the catechism, that if uh, a, a person's sin, if you know that a person is sinning, and let's just say that you're his... You're his uh, uh, you're his superior and you say nothing about it. You keep your mouth shut. Guess what that's called? 
That's called the sin of omission. Paragraph 1868 of the Catechism. And the church says, his, you, are, you are now cooperating in your subordinate sin because of your, of your not disclosing it. You're not hindering it. You're not, uh, you're not disapproving of it. Uh, it's yeah. a sin of omission. So paragraph 1869 says, you become an accomplice in another oh, sin. Yeah. And so yeah. Pope, Pope Francis, not speaking, it's right in the catechism what I'm saying, yeah. not speaking out and denouncing Father James Martin, he's complicit in his sin because he's his spiritual pastor. Yeah, and so what happens is you confuse, you confuse the brethren in the church, especially the body the little, of Christ. Especially the little ones. Yeah, and, and the ones that aren't confused, you scandalized. I'm scandalized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not scandalized. I mean, I mean, but you're, you're outraged, but yeah. scandalized is, is to the point where you're basically going to run from the church. Oh, yes, I, and you I, will I, never, I, yeah, you I, will I, never run from the church. Hey, it's not you know going to cause you to sin. My faith is in my, my phase are, you know, it, it's uh, who, 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 which of the fantastic four was able to shoot fire from their eyes. Which one, one of them, it was able to, one of those superheroes they shot, they were able yeah. to, they I, like, I don't they, think you, I don't think that you're talking about. Uh, okay, uh, one of the uh, one of the Marvel comics or Avengers. Okay, yeah, that's the way I am. My eyes are locked in on Jesus Christ and Him crucified like a laser beam. It doesn't matter what happens on the left of the church or the right of the church. It doesn't matter what Bishop so and so or Pope so and so or Father so and so. My eyes are locked on Jesus until I drop dead. There is nothing that's going to take my my laser focus off of the Lord Jesus Christ and His holy gospel and His lordship and His kingship. You're listening to Jesus Night One. We'll be right back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, just that was Cyclops. <laughs> Okay, okay, Cyclops. All right. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car. Paul, have you noticed the elites, the, the globalists, everything that they, that they implement on planet Earth, everything is mm-hmm. always about trying to depopulate the Earth. Everything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, always going against the commands of God. Be fruitful, multiply, and Correct. fill the Earth. Yes. And so, again, we always talk about that this world is inverted. Yeah, exactly. The and again, even the whole the whole transgender issue, LGBTQ homosexuality, this is for what? It's because they don't want our children to reproduce and have children. This is yeah. this is one of the other depopulation schemes, depopulation methods. But uh, <clears throat> here's what the devil has given us in our lifetime, Paul: transvestites. Remember that? Yeah. Transgenders. Uh, and in the future, they're going to work on transhumanism, transvestites, transgenders. Tra- this is all diabolical. Yeah. The, the trends that we need as Catholics is the transformation of the heart. Ezekiel mm. 36, 26, the transformation of the heart. What we need as Catholics 
is the transubstantiated Eucharist to save our soul. John chapter 6, verse 53. And finally, the trends that we need as Catholics is to gaze upon the transfigured Jesus Christ, as it says in Matthew 17, verse 8, as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Those are the only trends that we as Catholics need. We have to reject the devil's trans movements. Oh, yeah, Jess. Listen, uh, do not be conformed, but be transformed into the image of the uh, of his uh, of, of the Son of God. You know, Jess, uh, I always go back to it because it, it's so true. But just Psalm chapter two, why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. You see, and by the way, obviously the word anointed there means Christ, but in a sense, you know, as members, you know, we have been all uh, anointed, you yeah. know, uh, you know, in Christ. And so so what the world and the rulers are saying is we, they need to break away from those of from Christ, his teachings and those that embrace his teachings. Um, they're chained to them. They're keeping them uh, uh, in, you know, in bondage and they want to break free and uh at the end of that psalm, it just, it, you know, God gives them a warning and he basically just says, uh, uh, therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss the son or he will become angry and your way will lead to your destruction for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. That says it all, Jess. <clears throat> and, and I'll tell you this, this Trojan horse that we're experiencing a lot of this, well, obviously, a lot of this started with the sexual revolution back in the 50s and 60s. And then the infiltration of the Catholic Church by Marxists and Masons. Many of them, specifically Joseph Stalin, wanted to flood the seminaries with homosexuals. This is from yep. the lips of Joseph Stalin himself. Yep. Well, guess what? Uh, you know, checkmate, uh, because uh, that's exactly what's happened the last couple of decades. I say that because right now in the U.S., we have... 14 pro-LGBT bishops, my, mine here in Phoenix, Arizona, being one of them, Bishop John Dolan. And I don't know, Paul, you know, if somebody's pro-something, let's just say somebody's pro-Trump, you're probably going to say, okay, well, that, probably, that guy's probably going to vote for Trump. Or some guy's pro-gun. Ah, you could probably safely assume that guy's probably got some guns at home and he goes shoots every now and then. <laughs> if somebody going. <laughs> if if somebody is, I don't know, pro uh pro family, pro life, he's probably gonna go out there a couple of times a year in front of abortion clinics with a rosary and pray with other men. What I'm saying is when and everything that I just said describes me, okay? When you're pro something, you advocate for it because you agree with it. And you're part of it and you participate in it. To me, to me, I'm going to put my common sense thinking hat on. If you're pro-LGBT, you're probably participating in it. Just like I participate. Or, you're or at least you're open to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which, which uh, again, is uh, still makes you intellectually depart from the teachings of the Catholic Church intellectually. Yeah. You have you have what, what the psychologists call cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You know that something's wrong, but yet because of your malformed conscience and your concupiscence, you still embrace it even though you know there's a side of you that knows it's wrong because you've been told and it's been revealed through divine revelation. Let me finish off this last paragraph here. It says, Catholics will find it perplexing that Father James Martin has received notes of encouragement from Pope Francis and that at least mm-hmm. two American bishops have personally contributed articles to his website, Outreach website. Uh, Bishop John Stowe of Lexington, Kentucky, he wrote a piece for Outreach. Terry Barber knows him. Terry was in seminary with him 50, 40 years ago, and he said back then he was already... Uh, everybody in seminary already knew that he was a homosexual. Bishop John Stowe wrote this. I've been privileged to hear the stories and to be part of the struggles of many LGBT persons during my years as a friar, priest, and bishop, and I've heard about so much pain, rejection, and self-doubt. He says, they did not choose their identity, but are certain it is an essential part of who they are. That identity is both gay and Catholic, and while many have attempted to change one or, or, or the other or both, when accompanied by loving, supportive, and faithful people, they have come to see that they cannot and should not change. That's what a bishop just said right now. Here's another bishop who's pro-LGBT. Archbishop John Wester of Santa Fe, New Mexico, has also seen his words published on, the, on, the, on, on Father James' uh, website, Outreach. He says, quote, Without a doubt, same-sex couples are quite capable of teaching their children about the faith by living, by living lives that respect others, by remaining faithful to each other, and by loving one another, he wrote, God is love, and the most fundamental catechesis that a child can receive is to be loved, to return love, and to be a member of a loving family. All other catechesis is based on this. In addition, same-sex couples give witness to many other aspects of Catholic life that form a coherent catechesis for children, commitment, fidelity, self-giving, honesty, humility, kindness, spiritual depth, church attendance, respect, and so much more. These considerations form the basis for the specific Catholic teaching that same-sex parents give to their children. Here you have two successors of the apostles who are fundamentally teaching against sacred scripture and sacred tradition and the perennial teachings of the Catholic Church. And uh, all I can say is, and you think that uh, we haven't been infiltrated, you need to smell the coffee. Yeah. You know, Jess, I was talking um, the other day to a for, a former lesbian, and she told me that her mom uh, supported her through it all. And she says, I wish my mom would have told me it was wrong. You know, uh, this 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 lady has given up that lifestyle. And, you know, she's a full-blown, uh, hardcore uh, Latin mass Catholic. <laughs> Praise mm. God. Mm. <laughs> uh mm. But she's a Catholic, attends the Latin Mass. But but the reality is, is uh, she just said, I wish my mom would not have, you know, uh, just been so understanding. If she would have told me it was wrong, then I wouldn't have gone that route. Isn't that sad? And so, you know, people who are in positions of authority and who whose opinion matters, it's so important to speak the truth. Like Sacred Scripture says, speak the truth in love. And the Bible says love corrects, right? Um, if they could only understand that. Oh. And the reason it's important for them to speak the truth is because they have an office that was given to them yes. by God. And people, even if they don't know you, they just say, wow, a bishop said this, or a senator said this, or a mayor said this. Certain people have a platform. It's called an office in natural law and in divine law. 
bishops have the highest office on planet earth successors of the apostles and so they carry great weight and so they need it's when they speak out boldly like a strickland it has ripple effects but they when they speak and and promote error like some of these other bishops uh mcelroy supich hollerich uh bishop stowe uh when they when they reject the teachings of the catholic church uh these american prelates seem to be outliers for them rejecting the the u.s bishops concerns about what pope francis calls gender ideology has been an act of breaking ranks catholics Mm -hmm. in the pew and faithful catholics in san diego chicago lexington are likely hoping to see these leaders reconcile with their brother bishops and whether the pope will recognize outreach's work as, as an example of ideological colonization he has decried in the past remains to be seen Let's close with an Ave Maria. Ave Maria, gracia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus frutus ventris tu, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis pecadoribus, nunc et in mortis nostre. Amen. We offer this Hail Mary for all the bishops and all the cardinals and the Pope. Gloria Patri, Filio, Spiritu, Santo, sicurera in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula, seculorum. Amen. That's a wrap. We're done. Jesus 911, two-man car up next. Gary Machuda coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. Hands-on apologetics. Uh, Pray for Father James Martin. Pray for these bishops. Pray that they regain their apostolic zeal. Paul, final shot, final comments. Yeah, Jess, uh, I can't really uh, say anything more than what you just said. Uh, This is an act of love here. Love corrects. We're not trying to uh, be obstinate or anything toward anyone or anybody, but simply to speak God's truth. And sacred scripture tells us that those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And that's what you see going on. When you see the godly bishops, the few that step up, they suffer persecution. The priests, they get canceled. So, uh, you know what? Don't be afraid because man's man's disapproval is God's approval. Amen. John 14, 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Amen. And today is the feast day of St. Alphonsus Lavigori. Pray for us. He was a servant and a teacher of the love of Jesus Christ. He was Amen. the moral theologian. And, yes. uh, and love requires that we take seriously the call to abandon sin and, and embrace the life of the gospel yes. without yes. moral compromise, without moral compromise, without moral compromise. Catholics, that's a wrap. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And thank you for... Uh, for tuning in to VMPR. Pray for us at, at VMPR that we stay faithful always to the perennial teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. And uh, know that we pray for all our listeners as well. Uh, we'll see you next time. God bless you. Keep the faith. <laughs>